for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die Hey, welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 38 of Domestic Pints Only, a podcast about beer and friendship. Uh, my name is John, joining me as always are my co-host Tom. Hey, how's it going today? And Alex. Good afternoon. I can't believe we're on episode 38, guys. Yeah, like, we're almost like we've been doing this a long time. It's, yeah, we're almost at a year. Like we're what 56 weeks is officially a year, something 52. I don't know. My math's wrong. Yeah. But, uh, no. Yeah, it's November 52, 6th today. John. It's uh 52. It's 52. Okay. It's November 6th today. It's uh here in Ottawa. It's a beautiful, not too cold uh Sunday. How's it going with you guys? How's your uh how's your day? This the sun is shining, surprisingly, but it's not warm whatsoever here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's I gotta say it's a pretty nice fall day in Calgary. Like I didn't, we're not wearing coats or anything. It's pretty nice. Nice. Sun's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty beautiful day to uh, drink some beers. And today we're going to be talking exclusively about uh, sour beers. So each of us uh, selected a sour beer from our respective regions. These are like craft sours and uh, it's going to be exciting to, to compare and try these today. So uh, before we talk about what these beers are, um, just want to kind of get into a little bit about sour beers because I think we had sour beers before. I think um, it might have been on the Spectrum episode. I believe we had a some sort of sour uh, beer, or we've we've yeah we've they had, had a hot yeah. Yeah, they had a lemonade sour. That was I think it. We also uh, did the like the the ghost as well too, which is that's technically right. a sour. So ghost, yeah, I, <laughs> ghost, ghost. Ins- <laughs> insert that sound clip right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sour beers. Um, these are of course our beers that are made to have an intentionally acidic tart and or sour taste. These follow, you know, traditional, traditional brewing methods where, you know, normally wild yeast is introduced into the brew through barrels or during cooling of the words where liquid is extracted from mashing. You know, it's a lot different now with modern brewing. It's not as like, let's throw in the ingredients haphazardly. It's, you know, it's made in a very controlled, usually a controlled sanitary environment to prevent, you know, foreign bacteria from entering in, uh, when you try to brew beer, usually, um, but of course, and when it comes to making sours, you use different types of microbes, notably uh, Lactobacillus. And I think I'm pronoun- probably butcher that pronunciation, and uh, Pediococcus for for lacto, but uh, whatever it is, that one that's used oh, in yogurts man. for making kind of yeah. yogurts and fermenting yogurts. So that one um, is known for kind of pr- developing its sweeter taste. Uh, or additional fungus, et cetera, to help create that additional acidity. Uh, and moreover, and you see this often, and that's why a lot of these have very distinct fruit or distinct flavors. Fruit and other flavors are added in uh, to achieve usually that tart flavor. Or, you know, that can also be used to, you know, add a, additional acidic acid as well if you're adding like citrus and stuff like that, uh, which creates its own uh, flavor. So, you know, these acids can be added, you know, directly in the process or by adding acidulated malts. Um, these can take a very long time to ferment some of them. And I actually have a good story about this because uh, at my old company, uh, we actually used to have beer freely available. Like we had a bunch of beer taps, people could come up and and we had a guy working there that was sort of like our our company beer guy. He's actually, a, I don't know what the what the correct title would be, but he's like a beer sommelier. Like he travels and like tastes beer and actually judges them. Basically what we do, but like actually gets paid for it or whatever. So, oh, yeah. Like that I, must be nice. There was a couple of times like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. I have to go to like new England for like the new England, like IPA festival or whatever. I'm like, Oh, okay. But um, I, I was, I was close with him. And uh, uh, there was one time we were, we were chatting, we had a softball game together and he was like, I'm going to be bringing 
uh, this beer I found in my cellar. I like was digging around, cleaning out my basement. I found this old bottle. It's actually a peach sour I've been making. It's been there for, I think he said like seven years. He's like, I'm going to bring it in. And he, he brought it in. I mean, it was actually not terrible. It tasted just like peaches. I was like, he just, he just walks up to my desk, this like creepy bottle. He's like, do you want some of this? drink i was like sure i yeah, give him my coffee sure. cup i'm like you're pouring in Jim Jones, <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock i'm like yeah sure i'll try i'll try this but uh yeah it was quite good but yeah these can oftentimes sometimes take up uh, you know possibly years to mature and brew even um oh, but really? you know however these of course can now be you know made with a lot more quicker methods with treated with modern mm. tools that's why you see them being brewed on mass and you know historically sour beers have been seen as somewhat sort of difficult to make or tricky that's why often when you think of, you know, sour beers, like popular sour beers, they often come from a lot of specific producers. Like you'll see breweries that really specialize in sour beers um, because it requires so much effort. Um, and they're quite old. They've been around for many years. The oldest brewery that produced the sour beer, uh, Roddenbach Brewery in, in Roselaire, Belgium, since 1836. So this has been going along a long time, but we've seen sour beers really kind of blow up in recent years, like in, you know, as with the 2010s kind of craft boom, I would say just in sort of the last four or five years, we've seen kind of sours take over. We saw previously like a lot of popularity with like IPAs and stuff like that. And then we sort of saw a flip. I know here in Ottawa, I saw there was places like Small Pony Barrel Works and other breweries that popped up that seemingly were just focused on sour beers as that was kind of uh, in vogue. Sour beer sales actually went up 40% in 2019 and in 2018. Uh, they they rose nearly forty three percent. So they've been they've been increasing in popularity. There's also different types of sours. We're you know we're looking at some that are like dry hopped. Of course, if you think back on our dry icy boys episode, dry hop beers are uh, are done with a different process, similar with the sours. It's just the way that they're um, the way that they're brewed. I believe they're I can't remember the exact details. They're put in cold temperatures, or I don't know. It's been a while. Check out our dry our first dry icy boys where we talk about what dry brewing means but there's lambic lambic types of sours um these are coming from from brussels spontaneously fermented often with fruit uh i will i will call it goza or goes uh, which is a another type of fermented beer from germany noted of course for its use of coriander and salt they're usually quite salty uh, flanders red ale fermented with brewer's yeast aged in oak barrels kind of has more of a of a beerness to it uh probably one of the most if not the most famous one uh, berliner weiss a uh, weaker ABV beer made with sour, made sour with lactobacillus bacteria, sometimes served with flavored syrups to balance the tart flavor and American wild ales as well too. So there's different types and you'll usually hear them described by their flavors or fruit or, or whatever. Um, I, I'm, I'm usually not the biggest sour beer guy. I kind of go through phases where I like to drink them and don't like to drink them. How about you guys? Are, are sours your thing? Do you like a, a good sour beer here and there? Well, I was kind of curious, like you said, like it gained popularity in like 2018 and 2019. I think that was like the first time I ever had a sour. So I remember, I believe I was with Al and he was like, this is when he was like during like the same thing, like a kind of like a short phase of like drinking sours. And he's like, oh, you got to try this. And I was kind of like, well, like these actually are like kind of sour though, as like ironic <laughs> as that may sound. But that's pretty much, I don't really like, I never gravitated to them, but I'm curious to find, there is one that, the one that I chose, we'll talk about it during when we get to that, but I'm curious to see how these others taste though. Yeah. Honestly, like I've gotten into them a lot more recently. Um, There's some very interesting, like unique flavors out there. I do like kind of the fruit tarty kind of style of beer. Um, I will say it's not a beer that you drink in, in high volumes typically, cause there is like very complex flavors and, um, they're, they're quite acidic, but, um, 
I really do enjoy them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to walk through these ones. I haven't had any of them, including the one I nominated fun fact. So yeah, yeah everything's going to be new today. Yeah, me too. Like I, we all, I think we all bought them. We've, we were just excited to try them and yeah, myself like sours, I kind of went through a phase where I was drinking a lot of them. And recently I've kind of, I've kind of gone away from that, but I find sometimes I'll drink a sour and I'm like, meh, but if I drink one, that's a very particular flavor that really hits with me. I really like it. I think back, I think probably one of, if not the most popular rated beer we did was that Margarita Goza, which we were all like, wow, what an amazing beer. So yeah. you know, when they hit good, they hit quite good. And they're often really popular, of course, to drink in kind of the warmer early spring through the summer, even up into the winter sometimes too. They can actually be kind of kind of versatile um, depending on the flavor in the season. So why don't we uh, get into the swing of things? So we're talking about three beers today. We have uh, our first one um, is going to be Collective Arts out of Collective Arts Brewing. That's Jam Up the Mash, Dry Hop Sour. Our Come second one, Pump Up the... <laughs> That's what I kept thinking about when I spread the can. Yeah, and our second one is uh, courtesy of uh, Old Beautiful Brewing Company. That's the Dark Arts Pink Lemonade Sour. <laughs> and I'm curious our... to see how that tastes. Yes, mm. and the last one selected by Tom himself out of courtesy out of Edmonton, SYC Brewing Company. Is it SYC or Saker? I just no, it's just SYC. SYC SYC Brewing Co. That's pineapple FOMO dry hop sour. So let's start off today with our first one, jam up the mash. This one is jam up the mash. I don't know. I'm sorry. I I had a flashback last night. I was listening to Bass Hunter and I fucking like teleported me back. Yeah, it's like those TikToks where it's like you're back in like 2010 listening to like this song in someone's basement party or whatever. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I had a I'll, that's another story. Though, you know, picture that was at Little Caesars. But anyhow, jam up the map <laughs> by Collective Arts. I'm sorry, Don. No, no, it's okay. Uh, this is a 4.2 ABV, uh, 35 IBU. This one, of course, just for scores, 3.8 on Untapped. Uh, it's got a 4.09, which is a 91 outstanding on Beer Advocate. Uh, this one's interesting because I bought it in a just sort of a four pack box. It actually came with mm-hmm. two different design cans. So my colleagues have a can with this blue artwork on it with, I think it's like a, a person overhead with a umbrella with a shadow. Uh, mine yeah. is this kind of fully red one. It's like sort of this like Rothko style red paint gradients. Mm. And we see there's a man walking with an umbrella. He looks like a monochromatic Don Draper, something kind of coming down this 2D pathway. And we see uh, nice. there's like a street post with a shadow. So I, like um, I don't know if these are better. Yeah, I don't know if these are both by the same artist. Uh, what does no, mine say? It says. Who's uh, yours by? It, it says, says on here. Uh, that's it's really nice. Yeah. That, and then that, we're going to talk about that. That's sort of what's cool about Collective Arts is they're really, they're notable that's for right. sort of their, their art beers. Mine, I think, says uh, uh, Ing Schulster from Denmark for the. For oh, the yeah, this one, nice. mine's, this one's from Ukraine. Yes, cool. Sergei Fetz. Yeah, um, and that, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. So that, that's sort of, as I was going to say, one of the most kind of notable things about this brewery. And and they're pretty widely available too. Like they're out of Hamilton, Ontario. You can buy their beers all over Ontario. Um, but certainly even across Canada, like I think there's some of these you can even get out in Alberta. And even in some of the United States and Northeast states like Connecticut, Massachusetts, Michigan, um, and so forth. And even there's some international shippers like for Italy, Spain, and Melbourne. So if you're across the world, maybe you've actually heard or, or heard of these beers, but they're known. They have about, they've had over, I think, to the state or since they've been founded since 2013, over 700 different artists have collaborated with this brewery for all their cans. They're kind of known for being really close with the artist community that came out of Hamilton. Um, actually, you know, they have kind of that DIY blue collar ethos and they're really connected with local artists. And yeah, I, I think it's cool that they have interesting design cans like that. And it's cool that the box we got had different artists too. It's a, it allows you to learn more about the, their work and stuff like that. 
Definitely. I remember I did on the 6 a.m. beer review, they did a, they have like a, a seltzer that I used for one episode. That's and right, I remember yeah. there was like, I remember that was the first time I ever had collective arts. But then I was like, oh, that's kind of cool that I could find something from Ontario here, like like a craft brewery and how they did like a bunch of artists and stuff like that. And they give credit on the can on the side here. I like how they have the QR code that you can yeah, kind of cool. scan and see more of it. I think yeah, that's a really, like really interesting thing to do. Yeah, it went straight to the beer. Like, I, that's the first thing I did when I looked at this can. And it went, it gave us an overview of what it was and all that stuff. I will mm-hmm. say it's, this is widely available. Like, Collective Arts, you can buy, like, Superstore here in oh, cool. Calgary. Just jumping into the can, I will say the one thing that kind of is a downside is just how small the, the type really is. Like, yeah. if you look at this, like, on a shelf, if it comes in a four-pack, depending on, like, what way it's facing or anything like that, you'd have no idea what it is, right? Or what kind of beer it is. That's why I find some of the Collective Arts a little bit uh, easy to trip over. But, yeah. um I still think it's very like it's it's a very cool design, like the QR code. But I will say it, the back of it or the front. I assume it's the back as a barcode is there is just like very crowded. I would say. Yeah, it, it, you know they really emphasize the art on the can, and as a kind of I think you're seeing as a yeah. consequence, it could be kind of hard to actually find out and that's what i kind of run into sometimes when i'm shopping and i see here here in ottawa we've got tons of their stock it's like they'll have like eight or nine like collective arts beers out and it's just like a a mismatch of different colors and shapes and and artwork and i'm like what is this an ipa it's a i know they have like a rotating they have like a a popular ipa and a porter beer that are kind of their the regular beers a lot of their beers are very seasonal and kind of so they rotate in and out so you'll you'll get new stock in you've never seen it before so i i I find it can be kind of confusing but i I respect the fact that they put feature artwork that they work with artists they put their information it's great exposure for them uh but certainly i find sometimes it's a bit confusing when you're a retail shopper and trying to uh, pick down what you're uh, Mm -hmm. trying to get a drink (laughs) true enough i think it could also add some form of mystery though like what if it is something that does catch your eye at least like this kind of is a little eye-catching but like you still be like what the fuck is this you might not really think about it it might draw you in somewhat by it Mm -hmm. i really like how this um if we're going to kick off scoring for this can i'm giving it um i'm giving it an eight Oh, wow. I really like this can. Yeah, I think it looks really, I really like how they emphasize that. And it's like every can's kind of different, like in your, your four pack, John. I think that's pretty cool. The only thing that I don't really like, as I says, contains wheat, barley, and oats on the side. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got a cocktail of grains that we're about to ingest here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand why this has to be pouring out. But I like how it's a sleeve and it's not a sticker, though, on this. That's true. I think this is these really look nice. I think Collective Arts does a really good job with it. And how about you guys? I'm going to go with the seven. And it's mainly what I said. Like, I really like the style of this. It's just very difficult to know what you're getting. So seven for me. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit low. And I, again, I, I stress that when I say I'm going low, no disrespect to the artists. I respect their business model. I respect the fact that they have unique artists on their cans. Uh, personally, for these particular cans I got, I actually think I like the designs that you have. To Again, to remind our audience, my the, the pack I bought came with two red unique artist cans and yours are two blue ones. I like your cans a little bit better. I like the design on them. So I went six and a half. Um, it, I do like some of their other cans. Like some of their cans have really interesting art and graphics. And if I had those ones, I'd probably rate them a little bit higher. Not as enthused on this can as much. And I do kind of like sometimes as a shopper get a little bit disappointed where it can be kind of tricky to sometimes to find. I, I like being able to tell when I look at the beer right away, uh, like kind of what it is or if what I drink it, it and then I can easily identify it again. This one, it's kind of, it, it, it could kind of blend in with some other beers out there. So six and a half, mm-hmm. but I respect the fact that they 
feature those artists on there. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, that's, uh, that's, I'm pretty thirsty. Ah, Let's kick things off. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got my uh, cold garden glass. Uh, shout out to cold garden. Nice. Out of that. It survived the trip back nice. to, uh, to Ottawa. Love I thought it. it broke in security when I had to take out a bunch of shit. I oh, yeah. Back my yeah bag I and I heard, definitely. Yeah, I heard like a crank and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. And it survived. All right. I <laughs> oh, guess no. I'll... Oh, Our no. Table. The table. <laughs> it's broken. It's broken. <laughs> All right, folks. Yeah. Uh, cans of the ready. I'll count us down yeah. at three. Two, one, crack them. Yeah, that's a good pot. Let's see how it smells. Oh, it smells. Uh, oh, I that thought it was going to pour red, like jam. I thought it was going to pour red, too. I think I was a big jam. I should note the description after the never-ending battle between the hopheads and the sour lovers, we decided to appease the two. Using Vic's secret mosaic and citra hops, this brews juicy, sour, and extremely refreshing. Sour and well, hops. Well, it's like highly fruit. carbonated. Yeah, it I'm does. Surprised. It yeah. smells quite hoppy, I have to say. The head is sticking around a bit. It's very bubbly. I think Alex is going to like this. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan. This is like tart. This is like having a glass of lemonade. Love it. Oh, really? Wow. I haven't seen it yet because mine's so foamy. Yeah. Um, It's very, it's relatively opaque. Like it looks like, oh, it looks like an IPA. That's good. This is real good. I got to say, I was not. uh, Wow. Yeah. I'm digging this one. Yum. Oh, this is a great first beer of the day. It's like I just bit into a lemon and I love that. Like, like that very like sharp tart sour taste i think this came up as well in that uh, spectrum episode where we had sour and we had a, a goza I, I like sours like i've had sours but i think i mentioned that episode i really like like kind of a, a not specific fruit like an overly sweet sour i kind of like my tart plain straightforward sours and this is literally that this is like what you would judge if you would measure because some beers out there craft beers other breweries will kind of measure them against them. I think I might've mentioned before um, here in, in Ontario, there's certain IPAs that producers make that like pretty much the whole craft seeds. Like this is kind of like the standard to kind of achieve or match. I would almost kind of say that this is like sort of like a, like a, a typical straightforward tart sour. This is just very good. I was expecting jam though. I was like, it's going to be red, like yeah. strawberry jam. I'm like, Whoa, it's like yellow. Well, I thought it was like, lemon. like a raspberry to have that more of a tartness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm coming in scoring. I'm giving this a nine. This is a fantastic beer. It takes, yeah, I got to say, I'm a big sour fan, but I would definitely recommend this one. This is a good beer. This is delicious. I'd have to say, like, I was saying on the goat, like, we did the margarita ghost from Spectrum. I said my mom would probably like this. She doesn't drink beer, but she likes, like, the sour tartness. And she told me about, like, another beer from Great Lakes Brewery, I think was a sour. And she it's, was like, that yeah. was really good. But she's like, it doesn't taste like beer. That's why. Yeah, I, I think, think this the, is tart and sour, like, you, like you're saying. But I think it's quite smooth. Like, it's very drinkable. Like, I'm not... Mm-hmm, sometimes when, it it's too, when it's too tart, I kind of get in the back of my throat. And I'm kind of like... I kind of have I do to think like, like, suck I at it, it. Like, a, like, a, like a lemon. But this is like, right. I'm just throwing it back. It's quite drinkable. Yeah, There's I think kind so of too. like a hopness that you can taste into this. Mm. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, faintly. 35 IBU. That's pretty strong. Like, it's actually... There's a bit of a... I Sorry, go on, Al. I was just saying I smelled that hoppiness more than I tasted it. I could taste it subtly, but it's still like, it's because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is still beer. It, it tastes like a marriage. Oh, between, yeah, yeah. It tastes like a marriage between like a, like an IPA and a sour. Like this is almost like a, a Nipa almost. Like it reminds me a lot yeah. like that. I think that's what I, that's why I like this because I tend to gravitate towards the Nipas now. I think that yeah, was because like, of Al and the Super Sot. You can yeah. like blind taste test me, like and like just be like, "This is a light Nipa," and I might actually be like, "Yeah, it is." Like it actually kind of tasting that that close to that. Um, 
Yeah, this is quite good. Um, I guess I'll give my score too. I'm going to go, I'll go nine as well. I'm going to go high. I think this is like a very good, solid average. It's not going for like a specific type of flavor. It's not overly sour, overly salty. Like it's just very strong. I like that it adds the hops. I like that it's a little bit closer to beer myself. Very impressed by this one. How about yourself, Tom? I'm going to give this an eight and a half. Sweet. I think this is really good. This is pretty much, a, I consider that like like a great, easy drinking beer score. This is terrific. Nice. Cool. In terms so of likely people, to recommend or have again? I'm going to give this a nine. Yeah, same. This is a safe bet. I think people should try this. Like you'd be very surprised when you drink this. I think it's a great intro to be like, that sour. Yeah, yes. no, it really worked out. I yeah, I wasn't I wasn't like this is gonna be the base. I just was like, oh, I'll throw mine first. But yeah, I think that's kind of a if you're trying to get into sours, like this is a great approachable one, I think. Especially if you're coming from more of the beer scene, like IPAs and stuff. You set the bar high for this app. No, I'm kind of worried yeah, now. Nine for me, no mod though. Yeah, but no John, mod. I don't think you John didn't actually give the score. Sorry, I got no no, I, I'm there. I'm gonna go pretty high recommendation. I'll give it an eight and a half. Like again, I think it's very widely recommendable. I think uh, because it's a little bit more beer, like maybe that might turn off a couple of you know really diehard sour heads, but I think most people would agree it's quite drinkable and you could give this to people. They'd like it. Um, um, in turn, before I give my modifier, I'm going to actually give a modifier. I just want to mention as well, they were founded in 2013 and 2014. This kind of ties in again, way back to the PC beers episode where I talked a little bit about the history of PC beers and then how they had the Lake Port Bre- Brewery. Um, at 2014, uh, Collective Arts were the ones who actually leased the old uh, Lakeport Brewery from the oh. Port Authority. So they, oh. they now they now have that's where they brew the beer. And they were for a period of time from 2014, 2017, we're partnered. Uh, Ontario listeners will probably be very familiar with Nickelbrook Brewing. They do like a, a bunch of Naughty Neighbor and a bunch of other beers. They formed a co-op. They did a, it was called Arts and Science Brewing because like Nickelbrook's kind of more STEM science. They're kind of arts. They were partnered together for a while. They uh, recently, well, a few years ago, they split up and now Collective Arts owns their shares in that. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give this a modifier as well. I'm, I wasn't expecting to, but I gave the can a pretty low score. So I feel like it deserves a bit of a bump. Um, yeah, can aside, excellent beer. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. This has hit pretty good. And I'm excited to get into the uh, the next beer today, which is the, uh, the Dark Arts. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to try that. This looks... Yeah, old beautiful looks beautiful. (laughs) So um, we're done scoring. I can launch into number two. Is that fair? Oh yeah, go Uh, ahead. Oh yeah. Okay, excellent. I'm going to introduce this beer by saying I have never had it. Um, I asked around with a bunch of friends, saying like, "Hey, what's your favorite sour in Calgary? Um, What do you like? What do you not like?" And everyone consistently pointed me to Old Beautiful. So, um, Old Beautiful. One there today nice nice so they've been around for a very long time they, they began brewing and selling beer in 2017 before they actually opened a tap room in what used to be the smith built hats building um so they made cowboy hats it was kind of like a factory there um right next to cold garden so they actually yeah. share kind of like a, a they don't share a patio but their patios are pretty much next door to each other they share a parking lot almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is just in the heart of the brewery belt in Inglewood. Um, Cold Garden and Old Beautiful are both staples. I will say, while Cold Garden has kind of the vibe of being very eccentric, this is more of like an upscale brewery, very modern. Um, and they also have excellent food there. So in, oh, in do they? Su- summer of last year, they, they 
actually brought in a full-time restaurant called a one burrito and oh, cool. they have very, very good uh, Mexican food there, like tortilla nice. chips, guac, and salsa, burrito, quesadilla, and then a lot of like kind of like the convenience store sort of snacks, as well as churro donuts, which are out of this world. Mm. Um, so, Tom, Tom, you're getting a churro donut today, and you're going to probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, in terms of 2020, Old Beautiful took home. Uh, gold in both amber and dark lager categories uh, at the Alberta Beer Awards. They've won several other awards. They essentially have, um, in terms of their most popular beer, while they typically have a dozen and a bunch of them are rotating, um, they're known for having a Japanese ale called the Okami Kasu, which is out Hmm. of this world. They have a Pegasus American Pale Ale, and that's typically what the one is very prominent in the liquor stores and off sales. And then they also have one called the sorry. Brass... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I remember I was at the Hido and they had the Big Hug, which is a Nipa from them that I really like. Yeah, that's a I really good was... beer too. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, all good. And then the other one that's kind of their staple is called the Brass Monkey and it's a blood orange blonde that's, mm. uh, that's very good as well too. Mm. But... Um, yeah, uh, enough about the brewery. Let's uh, let's really get into um, the can here. These are these are very simple cans. They yeah. do the exact um, the exact same thing for pretty much all of their products. They they might have a different logo on the front, but uh, mm-hmm. it's typically the same typeface. Um, just an intro to what it is, and not much other than that, to be honest. Other than like an address, they don't actually explain too much that what's in there, but it does actually on the side say that it's a refreshing lightly sour beer inspired by a timeless summer staple which is pink lemonade uh, lemon drop and citra hops balance the subtle sweetness while the addition of fresh raspberries add a stunning Ooh. pink hue when this is poured so i think this this is going to pour the way that i thought the first one would yeah pour. Yeah. yeah i was thinking um, it's gonna change. be blood red like jammy yeah interesting yeah but i have to say i i like this can um i've find it like very like prominent like you you can see exactly what you're getting um but uh it is basic so what do you guys think i honestly mistake this for a fucking candle really <laughs> <At> first, <laughs> i remember being in my fridge i'm like what kind of fucking like some crazy like whatever namaste candle because look at the front because it has like what it looks like the like a planet earth that's like dripping down in a puddle of water it has a really nice design, but I thought this was just some like crazy hippie candle that was stuck in my fridge at first. It does look nice. Like I really like how they, you know, the logos change, the emblem on the front changes for what you're getting. So it kind of leaves, they kind of put a telltale to it. You can see the dark arts and I like on the side where it has like OLB, but it's like kind of like a moon in the starlight going down. It's, it's really nice. Like there's a lot of cool font that they use with this on the side even. And it pretty much gives you. I'm going to kick off scoring for this just myself. I'm going to give this a seven point five. Cool, nice, John. Um, I'm going to go. I think you know what, Tom. I think you sold me on yours. I'm going to go seven and a half. Uh, dig the can. It reminds me a lot of that uh, tooth and nail with kind of the small silver cans with the sticker going around them. I really like that. I like the details on here. Um, you know, I think this color particularly, it's kind of hard to see a bit of the information on it, but I imagine like mm. your other cans have different colors and they're probably more yeah, discernible, they but better contrast. Yeah. I like how they, um, you know what, actually I'm going to go a bit higher. I'm going to give it an eight. I think, uh, God I'm liking damn, a lot of visual details on it. And I think, uh, I like that each kind of component 
is somewhat of its own uh oh its own thing i think that's just really cool to see and like overall i'm excited to try it and uh nice nice okay i'm going 7.5 worth noting um didn't really get to the scores untapped gave it a 3.73 and then there's no score on beer advocate the brewery itself is 3.8 on uh on beer advocate like just a writ large so um yeah let's get into it yeah hell yeah i'll count us down here do it up all right in three two one crack them yeah mine's a little foamy i should pour that Oh, gonna, yeah, this is nice and pink. Yeah, it looks dark, thus the name. It's like a peachy pink. It looks oh, like it a... smells so good. Oh, wow. This smells like I thought the first one was going to smell. This like smells jam. like candy. This smells like jam, like strawberry, like artif- like like the like craft strawberry jam or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually is kind wow. of, um, it's got, uh, it's a little bit cloudy, I would say. Yeah. Um, just putting yeah. it up to the light. This almost reminds me, it's not as dark. Have you ever had the Phillips Dino Sour? Yep. That is like fucking like purple me, yeah. blood. Oh, I have that in my uh, cupboard. We have to talk. We have to do that episode. <laughs> oh, right. I bought a We're bunch of Phillips. The store up. Uh, it's been, uh, I've been, I'm excited to try that one out. Yeah, this is, I'm going to wait because mine's uh, got a, quite a bit of a head on it. So, oh, it looks like you have none on yours, Tom. No, I was able to pour it out relatively smoothly <laughs> is that your comment of saying john doesn't know how to pour <laughs> i see i see john just tilt the can upside down Podcast I'm like, over. <laughs> oh my god damn it john i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna edit it so it's like john is great at pouring kids <laughs> yeah like chef in south park last episode yeah. <laughs> domestic pours only we the, the podcast teaching you how to pour a beer i remember my first pour <laughs> i like this you guys, all right. Yeah, shit. All right. I don't. I think it, the the other one was better. I will say, but uh, it still is quite good. It's not bad. I'm trying to like differentiate because that other one was woof. That was great drinking. This just has like a different. Um, this is more subtle for sure. Yeah, this is taste. I I like how it has that raspberryness though to it. I believe that's what they put in here. Yes, yeah. it's. That's what I would, you kind of hear, taste that a little bit more. It, it kind of like counterbalances it, but it's still really good. Mm, I like I'm it. I'm liking this. It's very complex. I find it's very bitter compared to the last one. The last one's yeah. I do sweet. like bitterness. It's got kind of a more of a complex aftertaste. Like you can taste, um, like it, it smelled very sweet, but like going, I, I would probably taste like, a little dry. Yeah. It's definitely got more of like a dryness to it. You can taste like the, the next one, John. Mm. Yeah, the next one is going to be a blast of pineapple. We've had a lot of pineapple mm. beers lately, actually. I yeah, know. I'm pretty big into pineapple. Yeah, I'm pretty big into pineapple. Well, nice. I know, on the dark arts, this is gonna. This tastes really pretty good. I'm going to give this a seven point five as well. I think this is really good. Like, I think if you're more into sours and you like more a little bit of a complex flavor, this is a great option for it. Like if you like more tart. It has a good fruitiness flavor. But that's not too sweet. It still has its drive factor. You're gonna like yeah. this. Yeah, I'm I gonna, like this. I'm. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Oh no, you no. Go ahead. I'm gonna give this an eight. I think it's a great beer. Like I also think it's a no brainer if you go somewhere like you want to try a sour. Like it's a, it's a safe bet. 
I, I do think that this is more drinkable, like in volume than the first one, just because there is less of that bitterness and it does have some kind of complex stuff after, but, um, yeah, I think it's a good beer eight for me. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go eight and a half. Like I like it a little bit less than the last one, but I think, um, there's a lot about this beer that actually really appeals to me. Like I like how, you know, really dry it is. I like how really bitter it is. Like it's got like a very tart sour aftertaste and I, and I actually really appreciate that part of it. Like, I think this is a more complex beer than the last one, but I think, um, I do think the other beer is more smooth and more drinkable. So I'd rank it a mm-hmm. little bit higher, but overall it's quite good. And I'm, I'm really digging it. Nice. Mm. Nice. Likely to recommend. Um, I'm eight again. I think this is a just like a I. This is a true sour. I do think it has a very non-offensive taste. Like you're not looking at anything overly acidic or overly hoppy. Um, and the fact that it kind of has that fruity flavor with the raspberries, and yeah, I think it's a, a safe bet. So eight for me. I think you convinced me, Alex. I'm going to give it an eight as nice, well. Nice. Because I think there's. Personally, I think this could have been a little bit, I don't know, I wish it was a little bit more carbonated in mine. I don't know if that was an issue with it, but I like the taste, but I I think that's what it would be good of us. But other than that, this was still pretty good. And I think people that really like sours will like this. Maybe someone who doesn't like sours might not like this. I'm trying to think of like my mom would might like this and she doesn't like beer at all. Oh, really? Cool. Interesting. I, nice. I went. I went a little bit lower. I went seven. Like I think it's. I really like it myself. Like I would have this over and over again. Like this might actually be like between that and the the jam. It's it's pretty close. But um, I do think this is a little bit more sour and bitter. And I think this beer. Like if you had like a Pepsi taste challenge with like the last beer and this beer to like someone who had never had it, they'd be like, Ugh. like I feel like this beer. Yeah. If, yeah, if you're more comfortable with parts. sours, yeah, yeah. Like if you're if you're a sour fan, like you've had sours before, I think you might really like this, but. It might be hard to introduce kind of new people too. I think a little bit. So seven for me. Yeah, I really, yeah, I dig it too. Um, no mod. I feel like I've been just. I haven't given out a modifier in a long time. I just um feel like we're scoring things fairly. So nothing for me. I thought you would have given this a modifier, Al. To be honest, I I should. Well, I mean, I would have given the first one a modifier. I liked it so much, but I also scored it so high. So can't you can't win them all. I feel like most of my Calgary recommendations are knocked knocked out of the park. But I got to say, Collective Arts really outdid themselves with the sour relative to what I put in. So yeah, it's pretty hard. Any uh, mod I'm for not, you, Tom? No, I'm not giving it the mod, sadly. Cool. We're on the last one. It's yours, Tom. We're talking about FOMO. Just, I was just finishing up my my other beer. But this is like a this is like a new beer that kind of brewery that just came out. I thought that was really good. This has kind of like a big thing for me. Because I remember the first time I ever had this was like the first time that I ever went Hido. And if you know me, I speak relatively high about that place. It was kind of nice that they kind of gave me this to like kind of like try. And I remember this is like one of the other first sours that I really ever had in my life. So it's kind of it's kind of holds a little bit special. So that's why I definitely picked it for this episode. But the essence they have made of every single beer on the same belief that a beer should be more than just a combination of ingredients. Above all, a beer should be absolutely tasteful, familiar, and magical to drink. Our creations are fundamental, basic, honed through millennial, using just the same four ingredients. However, we have adjusted our fine-tuned our ratios to create something of our own unique. We aspire to create a unique profile in every beer to make. We do not 
circum quality, character, or style. We keep people at the center of our recipe, our design, and experience. We base the experience of drinking SYC on six values, which are listed below pretty much in the can. But on the can, you can sell this. It says, don't fear. Pineapples are here. Exercise your pucker factor, dear. I thought that's kind of a, that's a, it's like a haiku that they put on here. This can though is wild, wild. Yeah, this is a wild can. I'm just looking at this. Yeah. There's a lot of patterns. It's, happening. Yeah. This is like that other thing from collective arts that I remember that had like a similar kind of design. And this yeah, is this like, is, yeah, it's what it does. The only thing I can say about this is that this is easily recognizable. If you've seen this before, it does say around the front, like pineapple foam with dry hop sour proudly made in Edmonton, Alberta. It even says on the side, it's beer. <laughs> and it has like the ABV. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they put that down, SYC, because I would have been fucked if that wasn't there. <laughs> but it has a 5.2 ABV and it's got it's this on my tall can. This is like I thought like I said at the Hydo, they only bring this out in summertime in their rotation. Oh, cool. cool. So it's kind of I remember this is like every time it comes out in the summer. I know it's summer pretty much, like a groundhog. I'm like, oh, the FOMO's back. <laughs> This one's cool. I mean, what a like an artful episode. Like we're like looking at different art styles for this can from our first can because it's like a very art forward, mm-hmm. like with its like unique design, the banner that goes across it. Uh, yeah, I think this is a very clean looking can. I think you're gonna like this beer, John. That's my bet. Cool. But other than that, what do you think about the can, Al? You know what? There's a lot going on here, but I find it pretty cool to be honest. Like, um, it's I would say it's kind of like a, I would figure it's like a low budget sort of um label but i like it mm-hmm. i think it's it very works. simple yeah it definitely works and i do like the little logo on the back that says it's a it's an independent craft brewery oh yeah the little stamp of independency yeah i like that how they do that i like how the ingredients are just water malt hops and yeast please recycle mm-hmm. yeah and the little smiley face no i i, I like know. this i'm i'm That's gonna right. just, they did put one i'm gonna put uh yeah, I'm going to put it at eight. I think it's a great can. Eight? I like how, like, yeah, because I do find, like, having that white background really makes it, like, kind of pop, too. So, like, I would just, like, yeah, the, this one I kind of gravitate to relative to any of the other um, uh, labels we had today. I like how the front of it, though, kind of, it's, like, kind of faded. It's more opaque, so it kind of creates its own little border, but you can still see through it. Yeah. So I think that really helps. I'm going to give it an eight as well. What about you, John? Oh man, as like a document design nerd, like this can is just very well done. Like uh, I just love the center of it, how it it kind of it, it like it takes it softens the colors and kind of whitens it and puts all the information like, but doesn't really mess up the rest of the art. That's of the what can. I was saying. You can still see through it. Yeah, it's really cool. I like how it's just spaced out. It's very readable. Very like it's very easy to get to gather information. So if you're into the like the UI sort of the UX sort of side, it's like a very good can. But uh, yeah, I like it. Eight and a half. I love the color on it i love the art that goes around it lots of cool little nuggets of information when you read around it it's like a lot of effort i like seeing effort and love and care put into every facet of the can and it's here so eight and a half all right nice i still got shit i got some of the last beer i gotta, I gotta oh no down. i had a, i had a drink I, that quick yeah i i saved a bit of the first beer because i really want to finish i know with that. i actually i did save a bit of the first one because i i always pour up to a certain line so I have just a little out of the tall boys. But anyhow, 
I'm glad that you guys kind of like this. We've had a really kind of like artsy can episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel very elegant in this episode. And, and the thing, like flavors. And we like don't even coordinate this. We literally just uh, choose a, a type of beer and then we're on our yeah. own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. I feel like I could wear a scarf at a museum after this. I feel like I need to buy a hat to wear in public now. <laughs> I feel like I need to wear driving gloves. I'm a big beanie. I'm a big beanie guy. <laughs> big beaner. I'm big buying beanie. a hacky sack after this. Oh, fuck, man. I haven't played hockey in forever. Hacky. Good time. Good Anyhow. Time. Right. On the count of three, <laughs> two, <laughs> one. Crack them. Crack them. Ah. Well, I'm overflowing a bit. See how it smells. This smells more dry. Yeah, I don't have much of a scent. Seeing how this pours here. This is going to taste almost like white wine. Yeah, I think I've had this before at your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did have this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember that much, though. This is a really good carbonation. Yeah. It's like uh, pretty oh, busy. This is like, like a beer. This. this is like a pilsner. It's like the head <laughs> This is like a beer. We're on a beer <laughs> podcast. We're beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like sours are to me, sours are like their own unique. It thing. says even so on the can, drink. John, it's beer. <laughs> beer. Let's see how it tastes. Mm, I like that. I feel like this has more of like that hoppiness to it. It tastes more like a beer. It's not as sour as comparable to the others. Yeah. But it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of has that tang to it, I would say. Agreed. <gasps> you agree too, Leon. Yeah. Leon is in agreement here. Um, yeah, I'm. I like this. It doesn't. I don't find it tastes like wine, but I will say, yeah, it's good. I think I had another batch that tasted a little bit more sour, and it was like more dry, and that's why it tasted more like wine. But anyhow, what do you think, John? It's kind of like a sweet wine. Like it's it's closer to like a sweeter, drier wine if it was a wine. But yeah, it's it's quite drinkable. Like I like it. It's very smooth. The lemon. I was worried. The, or sorry, the rather. I was worried the pineapple was gonna be very overpowering oh. or just like taste like pineapple fruit juice but it's just a very smooth drink it's a much different experience than the than any of the ones we had previously which felt more tart and and kind of fruitful this one's more of like a, a flat dry sour and it's it's quite smooth very that's what i kind of that's how I, they trick you though is how they get you in the pomo and the, the pineapple but i think that's why they call it the pineapple fomo is because that you fear that like it's it's not going to taste like pineapple as much I think that's how they play on words with it. But I remember that's what got me was, like, oh, I thought they were going to taste a lot more pineapple and I didn't really get that. But still, I think it was still drinkable. Uh, what do you guys want to do for scoring on taste? Oh, for me, I'm going to go very high. I'm giving it a nine. I think this is just, I'm, I'm really enjoying sipping this and just consuming it. It's a lot more dry and flat. And just kind of plain tart than any of the beers we had previously, which felt a little bit more kind of fruitier, 
um, like just a little bit more like bubbly. This one is a little bit more flatter. I like it. It's very drinkable. And it, the pineapple flavor on it, it's so good. It's not over, it's not right in your face. You're not very drinking a very sweet pineapple. The it's top on like, the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a little little tap on the shoulder. So yeah. Oh, shoulder. Hey there. <laughs> How about you guys? Um, I, I'm gonna go eight. Um, I will say, yeah, it's kind of like apples and oranges relative to like the the first two beers that we had. Um, and I do like how it's dry, but, um, I mean, for me, like John's was the clear winner here. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm coming in at a, yeah, eight. You're coming at an eight owl. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Eight I'm going to come in at a 7.5. Well, that's hard for your own beer. <laughs> I know. Well, I, cause this is like, I should have, I want to probably give it higher on like recommendation or whatnot, but I think that this could have been like, I don't, I'm not really big into the drier stuff. I kind of like more flavor to it, but this is still like, even then by me saying that I still like to enjoy this. So even though that is a little more dry, I think it's still, it has uh, characteristics that could counterbalance the dryness that still add good flavor, but I think it could have done more with it. Yeah. It's kind of got like a bit of like a buttery taste, like the aftertaste, (laughs) just like I had some butter. Interesting. Well, it's kind of like that, but I think it has like more of like a beer yeah. kind of profile to it. That's why than the rest. That's why I think almost in that sense, people that like beer might kind of want to take this. Like people who are like really hardcore into like loggers and stuff like that, or pilsners, mm-hmm. they might could ease into this a lot easier relative to the some to the jam up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go pretty high. I'm going to go eight for this for a recommendation. I think um, this is just a very smooth, dry beer. It's um, not complex, not too like tart and not too sweet. And I think like people could just, you could give this to anyone and they would just be, be really enjoying drinking on this. It is really kind of close to like a sweet, dry wine, although it's, you know, it's a beer, but it, it does kind of get into that kind of white wine aperitif type, uh, type flavor. So yes, eight for me. Nice. I, I agree. I got to say um, all of these are no brainers in terms of recommendations. I'd, I'd have no hesitation telling people to try any of these. Mm-hmm. I'm so are you, a, are you an eight? Yeah. I was an eight. I'm going to give it a 7.5, but I'm giving it the modifier. Hey, because nice. I, I didn't really score it that high, but I do have some sentimental value to this. That's the only reason why nice oh, cool um no mod for me i think i was fair yeah i'm uh i'm not gonna go on mod either like i i just really like enjoy this beer and i feel like what's cool about like sours is i find they tend to just be um you know very complex and it's like really interesting to try each beer they don't kind of blend together so it's really cool doing this episode and all of these beers are so distinct in their own way which is is really fun Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this is, is uh, this, plugging away. So uh, this was quite the episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fun one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel very not uh, bad. classy. I feel classy. I feel sophisticated. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> you know, it's cool because we 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 drink the spectrum of beers here on the uh, DPO. You know, we try we try pretty much anything. Like we've done all of our solid domestic lights, and it's cool to try like stouts, sours, porters. Beers that really stretch kind of the extremes for flavors and, and experiences. And uh, we've got some uh, more episodes coming up as well. It was really cool that we we're able to uh, talk sours today. 
we've got some uh, breweries and stuff coming up. Uh, I think we got mm-hmm. Big Rock Sleeman. We've got a few uh, few ones that we're excited to try out. We've also got Craft Lights, which I'm pretty excited for too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also got another um, Ice Ice Baby episode coming up. And uh, yeah, we've got some other stuff coming up, so stay tuned. All right, scores are in. We have a winner. Very excited. And this is a this was an interesting scored episode. It, you know, it's not one of those episodes where it's just like bam, one winner right away. So um, for Jam Up the Mash, that's the one by the Dry Hop Sour by Collective Arts. Uh, John, myself, I gave it an eight point two. Tom gave it an 8.3, sorry, an 8.5. And Alex gave it an 8.3, which gives us an 8.3. Ah. Oh, right on. So, yeah, I think that was pretty, pretty good. That's pretty fair, I think. Uh, for Dark Arts, I gave it an 8.0. I was pretty high on that one. Tom, 7.6. And Alex, 7.8, which gives us a 7.8. Oh, um, nice all. Another Keep high score, all. though. Yeah, yeah. And you nailed it, <laughs> nailed it again. Bang on. And I think you did the same on the last one, too, because uh, I for Pineapple FOMO by SYC Brewing, I gave it an 8.5, Tom 7.8 and Alex 8.0, which gives us an 8.1 on Pineapple FOMO. So, Al, oh, you're like, gosh, you're close. yeah, like was close. Point, point 0.1 off. You almost nailed every Alex single score. Yeah. But overall, uh, Jam Up the Mash 8.3 was the winner. Pineapple FOMO was just a little bit behind. I was very I actually gave FOMO one the highest score. So, uh just a bit behind, but then Dark Arts just after that. Overall, these were quite good beers. Like I really enjoyed. Yeah, this all is the beers good. Yeah, I, I really like the collective. I'll definitely keep that in mind, though. Yeah, yeah I honestly was... that really surprised me because I have had some of their stuff and I haven't been the biggest fan, but that that blew me away. That was good. Yeah, it was like an IPA sour. Like it, it fit more in that category, and I just really enjoyed drinking mm-hmm. it. But yeah, overall, these were quite good. The pineapple FOMO was was I was really interested in that one. I thought that one's quite dry and. It's fun to drink. That's why I thought you were going to like it more, John, because of the dryness. Yeah, you're bang on there. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we got more episodes coming up. I know Al, uh, our beloved co-host, has some uh, commitments. So we're going to be getting some guests on, some familiar faces, some familiar names. So we'll be getting uh, some new ones. And uh, again, and some new ones potentially. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, anything you guys want to plug or mention before we wrap up today? It's fun to do this. I know. It was really good. I don't know. I can wrap those things up right now. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. As always, like to say to uh, domestic appliance only, don't drink and drive. Don't operate any kind of heavy machinery. Always know your limit and drink responsibly. You can always listen to the podcast every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Santa Fe Falls on Instagram and Twitter at domestic appliance only. And you stay classy now. Yo, and I'm going to be a selfish prick. I'm plugging my movie pod. Check out the yes. Six Movie Podcast. Check that shit out. Yes, you got a new episode out too. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks a bunch, Tom. We'll see you all next week for whatever we do. DPO, sign it off. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website www.natalierive.com. That's R I V E T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pines and our Instagram and TikTok is at domestic pints only and of course our email is domestic pints only at gmail.com thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week hiding
Ja, Kerstin.